Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website, and Clark Deals is where you can go, ClarkDeals.com, to find deals as we lead into Christmas. You're looking for bargains? We'll have them there for you, updated around the clock. And uh, Clark Deals is there to serve you all year long, but especially to make sure you know the best deals during Christmas. Coming up later, we have Clark Stinks. That's where you get to hear where someone may feel that, well, I didn't deliver for you, that I gave bum advice to someone or have a rotten opinion or am just thick in the head. And so you get to hear Clark Stinks on the show. So Clark Stinks is usually something people access at Clark.com slash Clark Stinks. But we also have the on-air edition, the show edition, that's coming up for you later. So speaking of shopping, a lot of people don't like shopping at the big stores. They don't like shopping at the giants. And they want their money to stay local in their community. Or they're looking for things that are more personal. But it's hard to know where those local shops are because a lot of times a shop will seem like it's local but it's a disguised chain of some kind and you can sometimes figure that out when you're in there that this isn't actually a locally owned and operated business but now there are a number of apps there to support small businesses and local businesses. So on your Android or your iPhone, you can go look on the Google Play Store, the Apple Store, the iPhone Store, and you can see apps that are available. And typically, you'll put in with any of these apps, and just put in local shopping probably is a search term, And you'll see apps that serve that market, and they'll usually be able to tell you based on either geolocating you or giving a zip code, local businesses either in general or local businesses for a particular kind of thing, service, or product you want to get. And I know this is really important to my wife. My wife makes a, a... a big point of trying to shop always with local kind of places, boutique kind of places, and she laughs about how different we are about that, that she wants something that is very custom, and I don't care about custom anything, which you can tell anytime you may have seen me on TV and you see how I dress. I look like I'm out of like a mold injector. 
And so much so that we call the way I dress the Clarkiform. So I, I am not somebody of that mind, but if you are like my wife and you want to shop locally, support local businesses, this is a way for you to find your way to them and find things that are more unique. Greg is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Greg. Wow. Hi, Clark. Thank you for inviting me. Well, it's wonderful to have you here. And you have a question about the one thing in my life that most surprises people about me, and that's the car I drive. Uh, yes, sir. I uh, So my car is having trouble with its emissions currently. And so do I spend the money to have an old car repaired or do I just go ahead and take the plunge and buy my dream car, either new or used? And what so is your I, dream car? It's a Tesla S model. So, okay, so let me give you my background. I always drove a vehicle like everything else in my life. You know, I bought very basic vehicles that were very practical, and then... When Tesla was introduced six years ago, I bought one, and I never cared about cars. And now every single time I get in my Tesla, it's like it's my birthday. It's wow. like nothing else. So it is, it is a unique kind of thing. In fact, I read a story recently that all the automakers bringing out electric cars that they're having so much trouble selling them that nobody's been able to make an electric car to this point as exciting as a Tesla. So it's a, it is a big money purchase, even buying one used. You know, a, a used Model S will cost you either about what the average cost of a new vehicle is or even a little more than that. But it is a unique driving experience have you had a chance to drive one yet no i haven't i was invited i've been invited half a dozen times to the stores you know come and drive on saturday morning thing but by the time i get to them they're all booked up and so i never i've never made it out there i have some friends at work who have them they say they're great they have they, my one uh, this woman i work with she has a button she can push, and the car will come from her apartment in Midtown to her office and pick her up. Well, I, I, <laughs> if you I believe that, that. May be, that may be an exaggeration as a Tesla driver. That's what she said. Well, that's what I, she I told think, me. I think that's a little too much enthusiasm. Well, my the, the thing that really got me to want to call you is I went on a lot of the websites like Edmunds, and I looked everywhere for... You know, like my old car, the car that I'm currently not passing emissions with is a Nissan, and it's just practical, and it gets good gas mileage, and that's that's exactly why I bought it years ago. But I go to Edmunds.com, for example, and there are 20 reviews of a Tesla, and it's 18 fives, one four, and a one. 
but they've sold so many cars. How can there only be a few? And it's not 20, 20, 20. You know, there's like some, some years are 23 reviews. It just doesn't make any sense that there's no reviews out there. And so that's what really made me want to call you because I am aware that you drive one and I can't imagine uh, a, a better source. So thank you for taking it. Well, what's, well, sure. your, what's so, your reliability rating on that car? So the, the car, there's not much that can go wrong on an electric car. The problems, you know, because there's no engine, there's no transmission. The problems people have had with Tesla are um, sloppiness with, you know, how the windows have been installed or things like that that are, uh, they're not how it drives. It's like, um, you know, that they don't do a good enough job sometimes on finish. But the car itself, other than those little nagging things, is unbelievable and incredibly reliable. But I want to make a suggestion to you. Have you ever heard of Turo, T-U-R-O? No. Turo.com is where individuals can put their cars up for rent. Kind of like uh, private Hertz, Avis National, whatever. Go spend the money to rent somebody's Tesla S for a day. And go put it through its paces. See what it's like, because then you got one that's used, like you'd be buying, and you get to see how do they hold up over time. What's it like driving it? May I ask you a single additional question? Sure. I will confess that my wife's car is a is an S five fifty Fornatic. Her annual maintenance costs can vary, but you know. You dread driving into the dealership when the light comes on and says sure. service series B. You know, it's like, yeah. oh my God, what does this mean? What are the what are your average maintenance costs on that car? I mean, can you zero that? zero when you need tires? That's it. That's so you've the, had a that's car the six beauty years of an and electric you put car. Is tires. Yeah, you just Excuse buy me. tires. That's all you've done in six years. Uh, no, I had to have a repair done to a window, but it was under warranty. Holy cow. Yeah, I mean, it's different with electric, and that'll be true with any Audi, Mercedes, Volkswagen, Ford, General Motors, any brand is that electric vehicles have so few components to them that they're much cheaper to own over time, much cheaper to run, and much cheaper to maintain. I think I've mentioned all the possibilities. So, go, But go drive one. That's the big thing. You need some time with one, and then you'll know what you should be doing or whether it's best not for you to do it. The other thing is be careful with your driving record because they're way too powerful and fast. Casey's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Casey. Hey, Uncle Clark. How are you doing? Great. Thank you, Casey. I'd like to thank you and your team uh, for all the guidance on your show and on Clark.com. Um, I've used the guides on the website this year to trim about $2,500 from my annual budget. So thanks. Oh, I'm so glad. that That's really great to hear. Which leaves me a lot of extra room uh, for a new pair of shoes, and that's why I'm calling today. Um, <laughs> I read an article on Clark.com in which you mentioned that you average, I think it said five million steps per year, uh, and it took, I was taken aback. Let me just say, you're putting me to shame, Clark. Um, 
Over the last and, 12 months, I've got 5,331,838 steps, to be exact, wow. which, is, which is down about 700,000 from the prior three years. I know this is going to be weird, but my primary care doctor, my, um, so what you call him, primary, my personal doctor, whatever he is, uh, he told me that I was working out too much. I was averaging over a three-year period, I averaged over 17,000 steps a day. And he said things are going to start breaking down on me if I keep that pace up. And so I backed off to about 15,000 steps a day. Uh, well, I'm embarrassed to say that you've got me beat by about uh, twice there, Clark. Um yeah, but you know, I'm old and I got to do this to keep my health up. And I do yoga uh, twice a week. Wow. I need to do some stretching as well. That's my doctor told me that. He didn't tell me I exercise too much. He said, drop about 10% of your body weight and you'll be fine. So that's why I'm looking for new shoes. And uh, I thought you'd be the right person to ask because I'm about the most indecisive shopper in the history of mankind. <laughs> Well, and I, I, I run. It's overwhelming. Well, when I run, I run in Brooks. Okay. And walking, I walk in Sauconies. All right. Saucony. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and it's just with shoes, so much is about fit. And if you really are determined to do this, I mean, this is going to sound like the anti Clark segment. I was just talking about Tesla. I'm going to tell you that in order, if you're going to get serious about working out, you need to go to a real running shoe store. And okay. the shoes are not going to be as cheap, but they'll be able to watch how you run in just about any shoe. If you're not going to run, but it's going to be other forms like walking, you don't need that. Then it's just a matter of finding a shoe that's comfortable for you and trying on a zillion different brands rather than one brand and... What I'd suggest if you're indecisive is that you take notes, you know, use the note app on your phone and mm -hmm. start as you like shoes, note them and try to, and then you'll come up with a short list. I mean, you could try on 30 pair of shoes. You'll probably only find maybe four pair that really feel comfortable to walk around in. And then I just buy the cheapest of those four. Okay. Well, that's good advice because I was looking online uh, earlier and I see thousands of uh, pictures of shoes on my screen. I don't know which to choose. Now, so, I, you know, I used to weigh um, significantly more than I do now. I weigh 45 pounds less than I used to. Wow. And I didn't lose it by exercise because I've always been about exercise. I lost it by uh, controlling what I eat. And... Weight loss, you can't necessarily lose weight just by exercise unless you're a swimmer. Swimmers mm. are the only ones with the magic ability to just get in a pool and be able to lose weight. But um, the calorie counting or however, whatever method you use will be really key to losing those 10 pounds. But the exercise over time is what's going to make you the most healthy. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos, but it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia, identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks, 
and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at clark.com ask. And one of the ways we provide an answer is producer Joel asks your question for you. What you got, Joel? Clark got a question here from Robert. He says, you recently mentioned that you and your wife are selling, donating, and recycling your seldom-used belongings. We decided to follow suit, but we're unsure where to sell some items. Right now, we're stumped about our silver that we received as wedding gifts 30-plus years ago that was rarely, if ever, used. Are these like diamond rings that plummet in value? Can you please direct us to a place that will assist us in determining a price for these items and how to sell them? So I'm guessing uh, he means by his post, uh, silver serving set. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So yes, those do heavily depreciate. And this is so ironic because I was just talking with one of my brothers about how hard it is right now to sell crystal china or silver because people aren't as formal as they used to be. And just like you, you never really use it. So that kind of stuff is a very difficult sale. But for every form of silver, the best guide I've seen that walks you through step-by-step how to figure out what to do is on WikiHow. I don't know if you've ever used WikiHow or heard of it. W-I-K-I-How.com. And you go there, just put in the search box, how to sell silver, And you'll see a very thoroughly researched guide for each type of silver. And the type you've got, oh man, uh, the value of it may be based on how much silver content there is in it. So good luck. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off, especially not me. So I want to tell you something. We decided roughly 15 years ago that I needed to make sure that if there was something that you heard from me on the show, you heard me say that didn't ring true with you, that didn't seem right, or you felt I was giving bad advice, I needed a place and a way for you to give that feedback. And that's why we set up Clark.com slash Clark Stinks, where you can post where I failed to serve you. And you post that, others can read it, others can comment on it, and agree, disagree. Weekly, producer Krista goes through the posts on Clark Stinks, and then we share what you've said here on the air. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. All right, it's that time of year, so I thought I'd start with a couple of Clark Stinks pertaining to travel. Here is one. I was pleasantly surprised to hear the podcast while on my run this morning highlighting some of the benefits of using a travel advisor. However, Clark missed the mark. Not all travel advisors charge a fee. 
Most actually don't. And those who do usually charge a flat fee as opposed to an hourly. My commissions are paid directly from the vendors. He also missed the mark in recommending Costco to book cruises. Costco's not a travel agency. They're a bulk wholesaler. When a travel book's using Costco, he or she will not have a designated travel advisor acting in his or her best interests. They will not have an advisor available to answer their calls 24-7. And they will not have Costco tracking the prices of the cruise in the event of a price reduction. A good travel advisor will do all this at no additional cost. So a big thank you, but please do not send people to Costco as that is truly not in the best interests of travelers or travel advisors. Julie. Julie, thank you. And I want you to know that it's great in so many circumstances to not just click to purchase on a computer, but to have the expertise of an individual. Um, Often people look for somebody who's a certified travel counselor. And many times they, uh, I guess it depends on the part of the country, you will be charged an hourly fee for help with heavy details and planning a trip. As to the thing you posted about Costco, I, I respectfully disagree I think that Costco Travel does a great job and uses their group buying power where they rebate much of the commission back to the member that you get often in a Costco cash card that can be used in the store. And this one, I think you need to reconsider the advice you gave planning a, regarding planning a cruise with booking flights. As a veteran cruiser, I'm Diamond Plus. I always have the cruise line book our pre-cruise flight to ensure we'll board that ship no matter what. They've always found us cheaper flights than we can book ourselves. We don't incur the extra expense of booking a hotel the night before, and we can rest easy knowing the cruise ship awaits us. Sue. Sue, thank you for that. And this has always been a conundrum with booking a cruise. If you book your own airfare, let's say use points to get to the port, and you have a flight problem, you don't get there, you're done. The cruise is gone without you. If you buy the airfare from the cruise line, you do have that protection. So what do I do? Um, I have never bought the airfare from the cruise line. I've always done it on my own, usually, in my case, with points. And I do go the night before, but it adds almost like a little mini vacation at the beginning of a cruise. But your point about missing the cruise because you booked your own travel. Absolutely true. Hi, Clark. I heard your segment on the Dollar Tree being scrutinized for selling topical medications that were possibly ineffective or of questionable quality. I beg to differ. I think the scrutiny originated from the Dollar Tree competitors such as CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, etc. These big-time corporations want to limit sales of these topical medications at the Dollar Tree. Therefore, the big-time drugstores lobby the FDA and point fingers at the Dollar Tree. I love the Dollar Store. It's unbelievable how we all get ripped off at these big-time stores. I love your program. I tell all my friends about you. Thank you, Jesse, in California. Jesse, thank you. And as I've said over the years, you know, I buy my over-the-counters at Dollar Tree because you're paying a buck for something that if you go to the drugstore chains you'll pay usually seven times that typically for an over-the-counter. In this case, uh, Dollar Tree left itself vulnerable and exposed because they were buying from apparently questionable Chinese sources without properly scrutinizing the processing and manufacturing of the goods. 
And so Dollar Tree needs to get that right because there are people gunning for them. Do you think CVS and Walgreens are happy that I talk about buying something at Dollar Tree for a dollar that they're going to charge you $7 for or more? So, yeah, I continue to buy my over-the-counters from Dollar Tree. It's just Dollar Tree has to make sure that we can feel comfortable that all those items are, in fact, properly scrutinized and safe to buy and use. Had a few about this one as well. I love your show, but your comments regarding Christmas decorations were way out of line. The couple decided to live and abide by the rules of an HOA community. It's unfortunate that it has become inconvenient to follow the rules, but if we all decided that, we would live in a lawless land. I live in in an HOA community, and our bylaws have dates where we can put up holiday decorations and when we can take them down. Please restrict your comments to consumer finance only. I I thank you and your staff for all you do to educate our community, Christine. So how many people was Christine representing? You said uh, you there were qu- several who yeah. said, you know, this you chose to live in an HOA. Yeah, so what is it, 40-something percent of American homeowners live in an HOA, mandatory HOA community, and HOAs, many of them have extremely strict rules. I just uh, have a problem with curtailing the joy of christmas like that and i mean i'm not even christian i'm jewish and i still think that if people want to put up christmas lights and christmas decorations let them go at it they put a smile on people's faces and you know we've had these things with the hoas fining people over putting up american flags for goodness sakes so yeah there there are perfectly valid reasons to make sure that people take care of their lawns don't uh paint their house in a weird color, don't put up the wrong kind of fence. I get all that to preserve the values of everybody else, but something temporary like Christmas decorations? I heard Clark say something that I took personally and I was truly offended. He said elders have messed up spending money that we don't have relative to Social Security. He went on to state that older people are only looking after themselves and taking advantage of younger Americans, punishing them because we don't want to pay the bills. I'm 73, worked until age 64, faithfully paid all my taxes and the required Social Security deduction. I'm now receiving a check, the amount of which the government determined. How have I messed up? Am I selfish because I'm taking the check? What bills don't I want to pay? I've been blessed with a nice retirement account because I save more and spent less, and I can assure you that I support credible, worthy charities for people in need. I was not and am not a legislator and could do not determine the rules, but I do live by them. Marge. Marge, thank you for that. And I was not doing an individual indictment of you or anyone else receiving Social Security. The reality is senior citizens participate in voting at a much higher rate than younger voters do. Uh, The actuarial situation for Social Security is one that's going to take care of you, but it's going to be hard to pay full benefits for people coming later. And we are not... um, We either have to collect more money in taxes for Social Security or reduce benefits for it. And the sooner we deal with that, and it'll probably be a combination of those two, the sooner we do that, the more sound the system will be. But the bigger problem is actually Medicare. And this is one that always stuns Medicare recipients. But the typical Medicare recipient will receive $3 in benefits 
for every $1 they paid in in taxes over their working lifetime. And obviously, that's not sustainable. Dear Clark, I heard you describing a poll that half of all people don't take their vacation time. You may need to look more closely at how the poll asks the question. It should have asked if a person is going to get paid for any unused vacation. In a previous job, I had enough time with the company that I got five weeks of PTO. Every year, I would take about three weeks of vacation and take the rest as extra pay. Polls are not always good at wording their questions or asking the questions in a way that paints the complete picture. Robert. Robert, thank you. And I would say the situation at your former employer is a very unusual one. Most companies today use use it or lose it policies with no carry forward of paid time off hours. And so the fact that you were able to convert that into additional pay puts you in a very rare group of people where employers give you that option. And I feel that we have a more balanced life if we have time away from work, that not only does it make our personal life better, but we become better workers if we take our vacation. Clark, I like most of your advice, but I can't stand it when you congratulate people for having an 800-plus credit score. Usually 750 is minimum for the very best rate at, the, at lenders. Anything above 800, and especially close to a perfect score, could indicate that the person potentially lived beyond their means didn't save enough for retirement, and used credit so much that they paid an inordinate amount of interest during their life to the point that it may have caused harm. Can you please stop jumping the gun to congratulate these people until you get a better sense of their overall financial fitness? No name on that? Nope. All right, so I appreciate your post on that. I would tell you that in order to get a score above about 780, you would have to be someone who had extremely low what's known as utilization, So it couldn't be somebody who was living on uh, borrowed money on credit cards, racking up big interest charges. You would have to be somebody who ran exceedingly low balances on credit cards. So once you get into the stratosphere on credit score, it's almost always going to be someone who is, in fact, very, very conservative with how they utilize credit. Well, I want to tell you, I appreciate all your posts on Clark Stinks. I learn from them. We all learn together. And I think it's important to know that this is a show where it's not about me having the last word. You know, our show is about all learning together from each other. And I appreciate that you take the time to let me know how you feel. Cecile joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Cecile. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you. Cecile, how can I serve you? So um, I have an adult daughter who's in her 30s, and for her birthday, she asked me to buy her a stock. And I kind of don't don't really know where to start. Well, isn't that nice of you? You're going to just buy her the whole company. (laughs) (laughs) So the only kind of stock I've ever had is through work, you know, so I don't really know... Where do I start? It's so easy now. I mean, you can buy stocks pretty much anywhere for free at any discount broker or something that started with Robinhood. And now, Robinhood, uh, okay. Yeah, and Charles Schwab does it, and Fidelity Investments does it. And I mean, you can actually so, go into um, a Fidelity office or a Schwab office 
And okay. uh, your daughter would need to come with you. Oh, okay. Because it's going to be her account. It's not going to be your account because she's an adult, right? Or is she a kid? Right, yeah. Yeah, so if she's yep. an adult, um, you are, you're just the generous mom. Exactly. And <laughs> she would own her own account. And right. you can buy um, stock. In fact, from Schwab, you can even buy fractional shares where if you don't have enough money to buy a whole share because some stocks sell for huge amounts of money per share, yeah. you can yeah. even buy a part share. So so how would I decide which one? <laughs> well, whatever's convenient for you. Do you have a... In terms... Uh, in terms of like... No, no, no. I mean, which stock is what I'm saying. Oh, so let's say I go over there. your daughter didn't would... say what stock, just a stock. No, that's my problem. <laughs> oh, well, let's make this easy. So okay. I'm going to complicate and then make easy, okay? Okay. Your daughter's working? Yes, she is. So my favorite thing for you to do for her would be to open uh, an, a Roth IRA for her. Okay. Because then whatever investments you put in it grow tax-free. Right. And then it also encourages her to leave the money aside till she hits retirement age. Right. And so through her work, are you saying through her work? Or no, you do, the, another... you do this on your own. You can open a Roth IRA with, uh, Separately. Yeah, with Schwab or Fidelity, uh, you know, because I'm assuming you have offices near you for either of them. Fidelity for sure. My, yeah. Through my work, there's Fidelity and there's one right here near where I live. That, then that's perfect. You already have a Fidelity retirement account? Mine is through Fidelity, that's right. Yeah, so you're familiar with them. You can go into a Fidelity office, say you want to open a Roth IRA for your daughter, and of course she'll have to be with you, and then right. you just give them the money, and what I would buy in it, I'm going to give yeah. you a very specific recommendation. Instead of buying a okay. stock, I would buy a Fidelity Index Target Retirement Fund. Index Retirement Fund. Target okay. Retirement Fund. So okay. how old is your daughter? 32. So we're going to look at year 2050 for her. Oh, wow. <laughs> that you buy the Fidelity Index yeah. Target Retirement Fund 2050. Okay. And I'm probably not getting the name exactly 100% what Fidelity okay. calls it, but it's I close can, enough. I can figure it out. So so then she just um, she just puts into it however much she wants. During up up the, to, you can put in it up to $6,000 each 6, year. 6000 that's right. Okay, perfect. So Sounds good. Well, this is really fun. I feel like we were playing like a game of charades where we got to a very Thank specific answer. Thank you so much. No, answer. It's, really, it's really very helpful. It's kind of hard to know where to start because I've basically had other people making kind of those decisions for me. Well, this is a great decision for you to make to help your daughter. And I love the Target Retirement Fund product because they handle all through the years for her. They'll change the mix of investments as she gets closer and closer to her 60s. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.